The Explode When Defeated podcast is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. HyperX is our sponsor and the maker of the acclaimed Quadcast and Quadcast S microphones. Quadcast USB mics look and sound amazing, and they're packed with features. With four selectable polar patterns, you'll get great sound no matter what you're recording. The included shock mount and pop filter means you won't have to shell out extra cash for a great setup. Then there's the eye-catching LED indicator and tap-to-mute sensor, so you can tap in and tap out to stop broadcast accidents. It's time for you to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast and Quadcast S. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Explode When Defeated Presents Demolition Die. I am here, friend of all children, Wyatt, and who is here with me today? Oh, oh god, we're in a fucking time loop. Uh, oh my god, we're back in 1965. Oh, it's Nikki, <laughs> please help me. Yep. Oh, we're fuck. pre-Ultraman. It's, uh, we're there before Ultra. We're there before Ultra Q. So we, we were just gonna we were just about to make it to the eighties, I swear to god. Oh no. No, what happened? <laughs> yeah, so if you are very confused and haven't listened to the last episode, then allow me to elucidate. Uh we are taking a little bit of a break from Godzilla uh after we finish the Showa era. Um obviously like by Godzilla I mean everything that was Toho related in the Showa era. We capped that off with Terra of Mecha Godzilla and then we did a uh, tier list video which I thought was pretty fun. It um, was. Now we're going Yeah, it was. <laughs> I you know what? I thought correctly. It was pretty yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, now we are doing the Daie movies and and thankfully for our own sanity uh, there's not as many of them as there are with Godzilla, so it won't be nearly, it won't take two entire years like Showa, just the Showa era took for uh, the Toho movies, so we we're doing all the Gamera movies as well as the three Daimaji movies and maybe one or two other ones for like certain holidays. We are going to start with talking about, of course, the legendary, the beloved, the friend to all children, he's really neat and filled with meat. Gamera. So, what is Gamera called in other countries? Uh, we have this bit where we <laughs> talk about the movies, uh, names in other countries. However, Gamera was not nearly as like prolific as Godzilla, so there's actually not that many titles, but there are a few ones uh, that I need to go over. So there's, of course, Daikaiju Gamera. That's the Japanese title. There's Gamera the Invincible, which was the original English title, which was then switched to Gamera the Giant Monster. But, of course, from our friends over in Germany, oh, we God. got Gamera, Frankenstein's monster from the ice. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck, they still... Why? Well, I was so foolish to be like, there, there's no way, they had to have moved on from Frankenstein. Yep, it can. it's either Frankenstein or Satan. Like, it's always those two things with uh, Germany. Germany, what's but then, going on? Yeah, and then with uh, Spain, of course, we only... It's a little bit underwhelming. It's The World Under Terror. Very generic name. Uh, but yeah, so we're here to talk about Gamera. 
And Camera is not a series that either of us have any like deep history or really any knowledge of. Yeah. So, yeah. I kind of just want to ask, like, what what is your relationship with Gamera? Uh, kind of all the different facets of it. How did you like learn about Gamera? Uh, what is your like opinion on Gamera going into it? And uh, uh, how do you compare Gamera yeah. to Godzilla favorably or not favorably or in two completely different ballparks? Go ahead. Yeah. So. Uh... For me, uh, my history with Gamera has always been, like, curiosity. Uh, but but I guess never never enough so that I actually checked him out. I, mm. I think I may have first found out about him uh, whenever James Rolfe did his Monster Madness. He started talking about other stuff that wasn't Godzilla. And he talked okay. about Gamera. I saw the shot of, of Gamera uh, swinging on that pole. Yep. Uh, I saw the rocket thing. I was like, this seems pretty fucking awesome. So I've always just thought about, and this is pretty much up to present day. I've always just been like, oh yeah, Gamera, the rocket, the rocket, uh, uh, <laughs> the rocket shell guy. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I definitely like <laughs> we brought this up before. I think on on some of our guest episodes, but it's big big thing to bring up here. We've actually always planned to do this. Like, mm-hmm. we came up with the name Demolition Die, like, I, I think, like, at the same time as, as Discuss All Monsters or something. We yeah, were like, oh, yeah. we should also do a Gamera show at some point to break things up. And, uh, shows you how far in advance we planned this. And, uh, uh, every time we've gotten a guest so far on this show, pretty much everyone has been like, oh, y- yo, you guys, you guys gotta check out those Heisei Gamera movies. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that trilogy. <laughs> And we are big uh, Shin Godzilla fans. Spoilers for that eventual episode. Uh, but uh, Shinji Higuchi uh, worked on those, and he uh, and he uh, he worked on that movie, and he worked on uh, the Gamera Heisei trilogy. So I'm very interested in those movies. But I I, I also I know there's fun to be had, and I know that Gamera's tend like it, it tends to trend lighter than mm-hmm. Godzilla. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's my general impressions of Gamera. Gamera's, uh, I've I've always been curious, I, and I and I always have felt like, I don't know. I, I I kind of could always tell that it's kind of a different thing than Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla's always yeah. been scary or scarier, even though he's like a hero. It's kind of like an anti-hero type of thing, you mm-hmm. know, where where he's kind of just like he he's reluctantly helping, uh, or he's just got this attitude to him. And, uh, Gamera is, is just a lot more, like, friendly and kind. I guess, I guess if Godzilla is Batman, then Gamera is, like, Shazam or something, you know? (laughs) It's, it's like that sort of dynamic, but yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you think? Where have have been your thoughts? Yeah, I have a kind of deeper history with Gamera, even though I've never really seen many of the movies or at least like not seen them in their original form uh in that uh, around the same time that you know i was introduced to godzilla uh, i talked about it through uh godzilla vs hetera on like tbs but i also watched the mst3k episodes that were the two godzilla movies but funny thing uh mst3k did pretty much every single one of the showa era gamera movies (laughs) at one point uh, because those were, like, way easier to get. Um, yeah. And so I've seen, like, three or four of them, 
because of that. I don't remember much of anything. I probably will as I'm watching the movies for the series. But uh, I remember, like, as a kid being like, what the fuck is Gamera? Because you just know, you know, we talked about this in the Hedera episode, but, like, Godzilla is, like, one of those primordial pop culture icons, you know? You just know of Godzilla's existence, despite the fact that, uh, you know, you're just a kid and you don't know object permanence yet. You just, in your brain, Godzilla's there, Batman's there, Spider-Man's there, you know? All these characters are just in your brain, Mario. Uh, but Gamera, that was a weird one, you know, 10-year-old me discovering, like, oh, there's this other Japanese monster, Gamera. It's not related to Godzilla in any way. It's not made by the same people. It's made as a competitor. And these movies are, like, made on the cheap uh, by this completely different company. Uh, and they have this completely different tone than the Godzilla movies. They're a lot more, like silly and whimsical at least uh as they'll go on this first one's a little bit of a you know it's got a bit of a more dour tone we'll say but definitely not not even close to the original godzilla uh but you know we'll, we'll we'll get into that later but either way like i always thought as a child that like gamera was like really funny but like in a like haha i'm laughing at it not with it kind of way yeah uh, mostly because of MST3K. And then as I got older, I kind of, like, started to gain this ironic appreciation of Gamera. As you do when you become a teenager, you start to, like, ironically like bad things. Uh, and then I just, I don't know, I, I started to kind of just be, like, a, a cheerleader for Gamera. You know, because he is pretty stupid <laughs> in a lot of ways. But that's also what makes him awesome in a lot yeah. of ways. You know, it's just, like such an out there concept and design and like uh, all of the monsters like even like the most iconic monsters like Yaos the bat one is like very goofy looking uh you have Guiron who is the one with the giant blade face that one is you yeah, know iconic I love him yeah <laughs> that's a good one uh <laughs> and and you have things like Viras which is really cool um, just like a lot of really weird, goofy looking monsters. It just, uh, I don't know. There's just something very likable about them in like almost a completely different way from, uh, Godzilla monsters, which are all like these, you look at them and you're like, oh yeah, that's a cool monster. Like right. pretty much every single time a monster showed up in Godzilla, we were like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, except for the walrus. Uh, in <laughs> Space Amoeba. <laughs> Well, you know, and Korath. Yeah, Space Amoeba had some pretty bad monsters, too. Uh, but, um, yeah, I would say that, as for my love for Gamera, it has kind of morphed from, like, haha, this thing fucking sucks. It's like the room or Manos, the hands of fate, you know, uh, to, like, yeah, you know what, Gamera, he's cool. I'm chill with Gamera. To the point where, um... Like, even if the Showa movies end up all kind of being, like, not that good or just, like, less good versions of Godzilla, uh, then I'm still really excited to get to those Heisei movies. Not just because they're, like, the more serious, badass ones, uh, yeah. but just just because I think it's also interesting that they're, like, doing this more serious uh, kind of aesthetic, you know, going after that Godzilla like 80s and 90s aesthetic 
but they're still really running with the yeah, but he's the guardian of all children, you know. He's still like right, he's still yeah. like a protector god good guy. Uh and I actually have seen Gamera the Brave, which is the final Gamera movie. Uh that movie's really fucking good. So I cannot wait until we get to that movie. Uh it's basically it's like the first episode of Digimon, but like a whole movie, you know? So uh, come I on. That, I love that first episode. <laughs> yeah. <of Digimon. laughs> first episode's super good. So, yeah, uh but you know, we've been talking about Gamera the property. How do you feel about Gamera the creature, the monster? This is well, oh, it was discuss yeah. all monsters. Now it's demolition diet. But we're still going to discuss this monster. So before we get into the history, why don't we talk a little bit about how we feel about Gamera the creature itself? Yeah. Mickey? So as as he appears in this movie, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a real big fan. I like mm-hmm. uh, I like how fully formed he is. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, compared to Godzilla, Godzilla had to like shapeshift a few times before they really got to something more like solid and consistent right Mm -hmm. uh and i i like that he's like more kind of i don't know like uh uh rough looking in the first couple godzillas but uh gamera comes out here and he basically looks like gamera as you as you imagine him to be like Mm -hmm. or or as you've seen him in other things uh which i think is pretty impressive that they just came out the gate with like an idea and they like executed on it, and it was like good enough that they just like kept rolling with it. Uh, and, and I mean, like even if it didn't come out fully formed, they would have had to because uh, spoiler alert: these 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 show movies came out like one after another, like every year yeah. there was one of these mm-hmm. coming out. So uh, uh, d- they didn't take nearly as much time as Godzilla would sometimes. Um, uh, but then they would take a whole lot of time later. <laughs> but but anyway. Uh, I, I really like Gamera. I like I, I like his like kind of weird like walk. He kind of walks mm. awkward when he's upright. Uh, uh, I love I love the rocket stuff. Uh, but, I, but I think the thing that impressed me in this movie and this appearance is his eyes. They're yeah. super expressive. It, uh, you can definitely tell they were like really proud of the eyes and the way that they move and stuff uh, in this film and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of this suit. It's uh, mm. really, really solid stuff. Yeah, it's surprisingly really good. I mean, considering what I'm about to talk about in the history, it's a fucking miracle that this <laughs> suit came out the way that it did. But, right. uh, not to spoil, you know, a couple minutes from now, uh, but uh, I'll say that. I actually really do like Gamera's design. I think I always really liked it, even in my haterism days. Right. Uh, and I've I've always been transfixed at how, like, despite the fact that Gamera is clearly second banana to Godzilla, he still, like, captures the public zeitgeist. Yeah. There's something about that that's really endearing in a way. It reminds me of, like, how Digimon still captures the public zeitgeist, despite right. the fact that Pokemon is the clear winner. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, even in small things like you know in Dragon Ball, there's you know the Kame Senin in one of the early chapters rides on Baby Gamera, you know like right. and it even spins around with the fire coming out of the holes <laughs> and everything. Like it literally says Baby Gamera. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know it's because at that point it was still like a gag manga, but like either way, that's still a Gamera reference. There's a Gamera reference in uh, Super Metroid where there's a part in Meridia. 
which is a water area, by the way, in Super Metroid. There's a water area in Super Metroid. Uh, there's a big turtle there, and she's, like, guarding her babies. And if you try to shoot any of the babies, you can't kill them, but the the mom will, like, wake up and then start, like, spinning around in its shell and flying at you at high speed. <laughs> uh, you can actually use that shell to go up and get an upgrade. So, that's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> either way, <laughs> I'm thinking about Metroid, uh, well, because a new game came out recently, I think, at the time of release. Definitely not at the time of recording, and that's agonizing. Uh, but, <laughs> either way, uh, <laughs> just, like, so much, I mean, even, like, I think one of the biggest references to Gamera was kind of at the same time, like 2005, 2006, that I was watching those, like, burnt right. DVD versions of MST3K. There's a, a very funny episode of uh, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy called, uh, like, Billy and Mandy Giant Monsters All at Attack. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like, there's the a parody of Gamera called Kragera in that uh and <laughs> he's even summoned through like Irwin singing a song you know like this the song the the voices of children bring him there and things like that <laughs> uh just a very good episode for like a a 10 year old watching the show and also that was like getting into Godzilla at the time right uh it's great stuff thank you ch greenblatt you're a god <laughs> Mwah, i love you um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, I think that it's very fascinating that, like, Gamera continues to, like, see love, yeah. uh, you know, for so long, and, you know, there's even, like, uh, I, I remember there's a really illuminating interview, I believe it was with Hideaki Anno, uh, where he mentioned, like, I I've never really, like, harshly compared Gamera and Godzilla, because to me, Gamera was always a comedy, uh, right, and yeah. that, and like, I always c didn't consider them like in the same universes. They were fulfilling different goals, and like, I've always loved both. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that that's a really good mindset to go into it. Uh, so I think that that's a good way to, like, we yes, we've done Godzilla. We we just experienced one of the best Godzilla movies with Terror of Mechagodzilla. Uh, we're going to be a little bit of biased towards Gamera since it's starting from scratch and uh, really starting from scratch. Uh, and, you know, we just got to keep in mind that yeah, this is a series that doesn't have the same resources that Godzilla has. It right. doesn't have the same name yeah. recognition. It's going for something different. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, why don't we get into some of the history? Because I think that that will kind of uh, further... Uh, illuminate some of the details about this movie oh, and maybe maybe endear you to it as a whole. So, okay. <clears throat> the year is 1965. The Vietnam War rages with no end in sight. The Sound of Music hits theaters for the first time. The Beatles played the first ever stadium-sized concert. A Charlie Brown Christmas airs and springboarded the Peanuts into ungodly popularity. Muhammad Ali takes out Sonny Liston in a single punch. And, far more important than all of that garbage, creeping beneath the surface in a country called Japan, while a company named Toho is revolutionizing the film industry with masterpiece films like Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster and Frankenstein vs. Baragon, another much, much, much smaller studio stands in defiance. And with them, 
a fire-breathing beast, but not a dinosaur, a turtle, named Gamera. Studio head Masaichi Nagata saw gold in them hills thanks to the second win success of Godzilla after King Kong vs. Godzilla and Mothra vs. Godzilla, as well as, funnily enough, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, which came out around <laughs> the same time. And he wanted in on some of that moolah. He developed a film idea about giant rodents attacking called Giant Swarm of Nezera and attached the supposed quote-unquote washout director Noriaki Yuasa to it. Literally only got the project because the other directors felt it was below them and it was garbage only worth a bottom-of-the-barrel director like Yuasa. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I would never watch another movie if my peers did that to me, let alone direct one. They desperately tried to get stop motion to work or radio controlled props for the swarms of rats. But unfortunately, the budget fell through. It was just way cheaper to get a bunch of regular rats, as in hundreds of street vermin captured and unleashed on set to film scenes with. Shockingly, this was a really bad idea because the rats were, uh, let's say, uncooperative with the filmmakers. Not only that, but being disgusting, plague-spreading sewer beasts, they infested the studio with fleas. No. The health. <laughs> the health department had to shut everything down. And the film slated for 1964 never got released. Still determined to make a hit monster movie, Studio Head Nagata still had the fire in his eyes to cut into that Godzilla skrill. On a flight back home from the U.S., he imagined a turtle flying beside the plane while staring out the window. Perhaps illness induced hallucinations from the lasting effects of the rat incident. Uh, this, this is actually, I learned after writing this, a pretty apocryphal story. Uh, this actually led to a, a lawsuit with Daie, uh, where the creator of Spectre Man, if you know that uh, oh, Tokusatsu show, I, I do. Uh, apparently had pitched this idea, like a very similar idea to, I believe Daie, it might have been another company, of like a, a turtle monster that would go into its shell and then fire itself like a rocket. Uh, oh, huh. And uh, according to him... Like, he came up with this idea, and then they came up with Gamera, and then the director came up with this bullshit story that he imagined it on a flight home, and then was like, ah, oh, gotta make this Gamera movie. Um, though there was, like, a bit of back and forth, and it eventually settled on a, a, a sort of agreement where I believe the director was like, oh, it was my son who came up with the idea. You're not gonna testify against him, are you? They're like, eh, whatever, who fucking cares? So that's a very weird <laughs> thing that happened. Uh, but either way, the official reasoning is that this dude just, like, imagined a turtle outside of the window of an airplane on the way back to America. So that's, uh, that's what she wrote, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, either way, Nagata told this story to the screenwriter and cool name haver Nissan Takahashi and he went on to work on some story treatments. The first of which was named The Lowly Turtle Flies Through the Sky, and the good second title. of which was named... <laughs> yeah, very good title. And the second of which was named A Fire-Eating Turtle Attacks Japan. With Better the turtle title. in question... <laughs> yeah, that's also a good title. <laughs> With the turtle in question being named Kamera, 
which okay. was then deemed too close to the English camera. So then they dockwand it up and made it Gamera or Gamera. Noriaki Yuasa was somehow still given the film, despite bringing a literal plague upon Daie, but was still constantly put down and generally nagged on by all of his co-workers. Jesus none Christ. Of, none of which believed that this film would compete with Godzilla. The confidence in him was so low that they cut the budget partway through, and the whole movie had to be shot in black and white, despite the fact that it was filmed in the mid-60s. This low budget led to a myriad of problems on set, like not having enough power for the soundstage lights and generally shoddy equipment all over. Even the ice that they got for the Arctic segments was fucked up in that it melted and flooded the fucking studio for three days. (laughs) (laughs) It got so bad that they considered sucking up their pride and going to Subaraya to help them finish it. Ah. Yuasa probably out of spite for how unbelievably shitty he had been treated up to this point, dragged himself to the finish line with no help and got the film done. However, despite the aspersions and doubt, he did it. Gamera was a very successful film and saved the company. While not nearly the cultural landmark of Godzilla and just all around an objectively inferior movie, it made enough money to kickstart a franchise. And while the Showa era is looked at as somewhat of a joke, by scholars and fans, those Hasey movies are widely, widely considered to be some of the best monster movies ever made. So we salute you, Yuasa, for proving those motherfuckers wrong and giving children around the world a true friend. to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. The stunning HyperX Quadcast S features dynamic, customizable RGB lighting, a convenient tap-to-mute sensor, and four selectable polar patterns, so it can broadcast crystal clear audio, whether you're gaming, streaming, podcasting, or impressing your remote colleagues and classmates. So what are you waiting for? Join the Quad Squad and tap in today with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks we do linguistic analysis. The Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but so the changed meaning in Japanese it means to temper. Other times, we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Check us out at the HyperX Podcast Network. For every episode of No More Whoppers that you listen to, we will send you a 25 cent coupon for participating Kroger's. How many Kroger's are participating? None, but you're still getting the coupon. And it's like 25 cents in 1985 dollars. Right, so today that's like... 28 cents. No More Whoppers, take that to the bank and smoke it. On the HyperX Podcast Network and nomorewhoppers.com.
All right. Wow. That was uh, that was very fun. Uh, a lot of that comes from the Arrow stuff. Oh, so, wow. Arrow Video, uh, they released a Gamera set, I believe, last year, and it had a ton of history information on it. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of it was, like, first-time history, too. I'm hoping for the next movies there's a, at least a little bit of an equal amount of... Uh, history about yeah. it because some of the godzilla movies really didn't have that much information about them right even with the uh with the criterion set it was hard to find a lot of information for the history segments yeah so th hopefully i can just <laughs> coast on all of that arrow stuff for yeah. at least the gamma movies because the daimajin set i don't think has been released yet uh so and right. we will, of course, we will be talking about Daimajin, uh, but we still we still have to decide whether or not we're going to go Gamera, Gamera versus Barugan, then Daimajin, or if we're going to wait until we're done with Gamera uh, and then do Daimajin. So we'll yeah, figure that we'll out, figure not out. on the podcast, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just keep, keep that in mind, dear listeners. So either way, Nikki, What's take up? us away. Yeah. Start with start with that that good old how is the film and what did it what did it do? What's going on in this movie? But what did it do? Uh honestly, okay. Uh my take on this movie is that I think it is pretty damn cool. Uh it is mm -hmm. a, an abject mess. Uh but yes. I, but I think it is completely unfair to uh compare it to the first godzilla uh it wasn't made in the same time frame uh it didn't have the the same you know budget or anything like that uh and, but also i think it nope. is just straight up a completely different kind of movie this movie mm -hmm. feels like three different kinds of 60s monster movie in one movie it's yeah. really really strange <laughs> and i think that's cool and has merit because uh the tone of this fucking thing switches on a dime and it's it, it's really fucking jarring and mm -hmm. i kind of love it and stuff like it's one part uh abject horror horror like fucking like just just you know scary monster movie uh it's also one part a boy and his and his dog type movie uh kind of kind of has echoes of uh of uh daigoro uh mm -hmm. <clears throat> or even mothra and then the other part is i i guess like something more like mothra where there's like a bit more of like mythology with it as well and it's kind yeah. of like a swirl of those things and at some parts it really succeeds uh and in some others it's like okay what are we doing um yeah, yeah. The, 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 the pacing of watching this is very peaks and valleys, uh, but mm -hmm. I ultimately really enjoyed it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, th th that's my quick take of this. Uh, uh, how, how are you yeah. feeling on this one? I, th I pretty much agree with you, shockingly. Uh, I know we have the same opinions. Surprising. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but I guess I'll, I'll, I'll say this much, that I think that it's, like, kind of a boring movie, <laughs> but it's also kind of like an interesting movie in a lot of ways, so it's not bad. Like yeah. there are movies that we've watched where I'm like, Jesus Christ, I want to put it on fast forward. Like, right? You know, we've we've ribbed on 
fucking Varan and Space Amoeba enough and some of the other lesser movies uh, from Toho. Right. But at the end of the day, I, I think that, like, I don't know, th this movie I don't think can be put in that same category because it has so much, like, interesting shit. It seems to have, like, a real, like, creative vision behind it. Yeah. Uh, that is, like, m intermingled with, like, its crass attempts to capitalize on, you know, the success of these other movies. Yeah. Uh, so th there's, like, I don't know. On one hand, the stuff involving Toshio, it could seen as could be seen as like crass corporate, like oh yeah, we gotta like hit these beats. But right. on the other hand, like it, it feels so like I don't know, it feels so intentionally placed there in a very specific way, or maybe or maybe yeah. like unintentionally. I don't know. It's just like placed in such a way that it feels like it's just this person wanted to to tell like, their version of a monster movie, you know? Yeah, Like, yeah. they want to take all the familiar beats of a Godzilla or a Rodan or whatever and then tell it, like, put a little bit of that, like, something-something in there. Yeah. Uh, it didn't fully work. I don't think it's as good as Bothra, for example. No, uh, yeah. It's less racist, for sure. Uh, but, <laughs> you know... There, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, I don't really... I think the, the low budget doesn't really bother me. Um, and, uh, the suit looks pretty good. Uh, like, shockingly really good for everything yeah. that happened. And honestly, And some of the uh, effects, like, the, the fire looks good. Yeah, the destruction like, I, I think looks it's like, good, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it flying, like, that just looks cool. It's a cheap effect, but it, like, looks cool, so I'm fine with that. Um, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a very likable movie, despite the fact that it's, like, not super interest or... I guess it's not super engaging a lot of times. It, it yeah. is kind of peaks and valleys, like you said. But uh, it's just like a fascinating specimen of a movie. And uh, I think I'm really excited to see how the series evolves. Because uh, I, I guess as a little bit of a spoiler or a teaser for following movies, the next movie is not directed by Yuasa, but every other movie after is. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of because, like, the next movie comes out and it's trying to be, like, a Godzilla versus movie. Right. Uh, and then it didn't do that well. So then they're like, okay, let's get the guy who did the first one back. And if that feels really good because of how much shit this guy apparently got. <laughs> right. Uh, that he, like, like, he's the one who fucking fought. He directed every fucking Gamera movie after the second one. You know, he did this one. And all the other ones, except yeah. for the, the Heisei trilogy. Um, so, I don't know, it, it's, it's, that's just, like, really cool to me in a way. There's, like, this underdog fucking angle to this movie, even more so, like, I appreciate it even more so than I did before on that end, because now I know the director was somebody that, like, literally nobody believed in, ex except for, like, the studio head, I guess, because he was like, here, you take this movie. Uh, right. So... Yeah, I, don't know. I think that because of that, there's there's a lot to to like, but I also think like the plot is very thin, so it's not. I don't think you're gonna like weep tears of joy or sadness <laughs> or anything at any point. Or there's not like a lot of uh, there's not that many highlights. But I think that we'll we'll go through it when we're talking about like the movie in general. Yeah. So, Nikki, take yeah. it away. So so. 
I think I think I, I want to start out by saying uh, that the opening scene is like really good. Uh, I yeah. I really like the intrigue. Uh, I kind of like the uh, uh, oh no, just the uh, oh no. There's the intrigue and, and 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 stuff that doesn't really feel like it gets like followed up on and stuff. That's just from this opening. It's it feels like a random event that just like mm-hmm. spins out and. Uh, causes like this whole like weird thing to happen mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, uh, we're, we're in Antarctica. Yeah. Uh, we've got yep. we've got a reporter. We've got a couple scientists and stuff. Your usual monster monster movie uh, crew. Uh, they're talking to some Eskimos, and uh, mm-hmm. there's there's this weird skirmish that happens in the air where like these uh, fighter jets shoot down uh, these these like weird unidentified jets, and one of them is like carrying a nuclear explosive and blows up and it awakens Gamera and the the like shot of Gamera waking up and then just the title card flashing on screen after yeah. like after like several minutes of movie and stuff is like super dope I I, I really like that like it, it's a it's a super big like uh 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 I don't know just like just fun bombastic way to open things uh there's also this uh, this this like tablet that they're given that it, it explains some stuff about Gamera, but that this feels like one of those plot threads that, that like only shows up occasionally anywhere. and then it doesn't <laughs> go anywhere. It's really strange. Um, and what follows is like after this is we get we get a bunch of meetings, we get a bunch of uh, stuff where people are just like, all right, what the fuck are we supposed to do and stuff. And the, uh, the one guy is like. Uh, uh, the, the, like, kind of lead scientist guy is, like, uh, this monster ha- has, has consumed so much nuclear energy that he's probably just gonna die off on his own anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. and after, after a certain point, it, the, the movie just shifts, and I was like, oh, thank God. And so, cause, cause I feel like, I feel like right after the opening, it kind of, like, settled into some boring stuff, and then, yeah. uh, ended up uh, coming back, but not just because like oh it's it's uh you know the monster's back or anything. Uh, it's because I was so overjoyed that this kid showed up and stuff and, and, yeah. and was adding something to the movie. Uh, uh, it felt like you know the uh, the Ultra Q episodes where you know where where kids are involved and stuff like the Connie mm-hmm. episode or something. Uh, but also like I don't know like <laughs> I, I kind of love. Uh, like me and my, I watched this movie with my siblings, uh, the other night and, yeah. and we were kind of commentating on it as it was going. And, uh, uh, the, the boy is introduced with this like little turtle that he has, uh, that he calls mm-hmm. Chibi, but the subs say Peewee, which honestly fair translation, but it's, <laughs> it's Chibi. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, he, and, and he's told to, uh, to, uh, uh, take that darn thing out of here and, and, you know, set it loose free outside and stuff. Uh, total like anecdote. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I also like used to like hang out in the woods and stuff with some of my friends growing up. And I once mm-hmm. brought home a turtle and stuff and I named him Monty. Uh, and, nice. and, uh, uh, I had to like leave him in a box outside and stuff, uh, with like some food and some airs and uh, some like, air holes and stuff uh and then like 
we had to go to like a trip to like a theme park or something like the next day left and then came back and then like he wasn't there anymore and i was just like <laughs> and and uh i was sad right because because he left yeah but but also i like my next thought was like man how embarrassing is it to say that my turtle ran away like how's a turtle <laughs> run away uh but like you know um but but we're watching this movie and uh uh he like the like the turtle like he lets the turtle loose and everything and i'm like i am and i was like i'm gonna laugh so hard if gamera just shows up and then he thinks the turtle grew and blow and fucking behold yeah <laughs> I, uh -huh. I was like yes because he just turns around he's like peewee it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah so so Needless to say, I, I really love the, the the kid stuff. Yeah, uh, I looked at mm -hmm. I looked at reviews on Letterboxd after I was done watching this last night, and people were like, "Man, fuck the kid!" And I'm just like, "Man, always, that's it's the, always what, with I these motherfuckers." Say, that's, uh, how are you? You shouldn't watch these movies if you're like, "Fuck the kid!" Like, watch a different series of movies. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it, like it's one thing to say that about X Godzilla movie because usually, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to involve a kid, but like, Gamera's made, I don't know, it made its, I guess this is the inciting incident, right? But, right. Uh, I, I remember reading, you know, Yuasa, the director, was like, once they, they didn't necessarily expect, like, such a huge outcry from children, but yeah. when they were like, oh, that's it, that's the direction we're taking this series. You right. know, because kids really fucking loved all the stuff with uh, Toshio, because... There's a scene early on where Gamera shows up and like wrecks shit, but then is like protects him from yeah. you know the destruction, and then like the parents are like, oh, I guess Gamera was protecting you, you know, just yeah. playing along with it or whatever. And then for the rest of the movie, he's like, oh yeah, me and Gamera, we're fucking friends. Yeah, you know? yeah, we're fucking. He's my pals. dude. Better not fuck with Gamera, you know, and like defending him and everything. I don't know. I I think like. That stuff is interesting to me. I guess as a kid who grew up in America, it's always fascinating to see, like, even if it is a movie version of it, to see, like, a version of, like, what it was like to be, like, an awkward child in Japan. You know, right. that's why I really liked, uh, you know, All Monsters Attack. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, I, I can relate to this kid, but he also has, like, these different things, you know, going on in his life because he lives in a different country than me. But yeah. You know, you can find the things different and the, find the things that are the same uh, between childhood across all these different uh, cultures. So, I don't know. I think, like, removing the it being linked to a child thing yeah. would be especially dumb in uh, this case. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, fuck you. And for this movie, I really do think that, like, like Toshio, like, saves the movie, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because I feel like this Oh, movie... yeah, yeah. I agree with you that, yeah. like, I was, I was like, okay... I was kind of feeling it at first with all the mythology stuff, but now I'm getting kind of bored. When yeah. is the hook? And then the kid showed up, and I'm like, ah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was all in whenever Toshio showed up. Uh, I, I would say another really big high point of the movie because, like, I feel like it's like I, I'm basically gonna go down a list of like the big highlights and stuff because. Uh, there's not really lowlights with this movie. It really is just yeah. like, oh, the movie just like kind of like spins its wheels for a while, and yeah, then another that, yeah, really yeah. cool thing happens, and then the ending I think 
I have ideas about the ending. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, the ending is pretty interesting. We'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think that the scene where... Uh, okay, I, I, I loved the, the... I mean, it's it's extremely obvious, but I loved the, the like, the, the switching off that it does, where, like, Gamera shows up at the beginning of the movie, then he goes away for a while, and then they're on that airplane, uh, and on that airplane scene, a uh, really weird thing happens where, like, the guy, like, puts, like, just an unbelievable amount of, like, weird projection and stress on this woman, and is just like... You yeah. know, you know, everyone was trying to draw straws so they could come out and hang out with you and stuff, and and, and they all died, <laughs> and 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 you're and you're hot, and and you're, you're like the goddess of luck and stuff, and she's like, uh, yeah, and, so, and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this scene? Like, yeah, yeah. like he's just going on about it for a while, uh, but but uh, you you get the flying saucer appearance, and I thought that was cool, uh, and I think it. I think it works as kind of a clever thing, even though it's extremely obvious to anyone that actually already knows Gamera's, like, trick. Uh, uh-huh. of like, I think it's fun to, that, like, that's that can feel like a follow-up to the weird unidentified planes from the intro, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, mm-hmm. now there's UFOs, maybe there's aliens afoot and stuff. Uh, and, th- and then it turns out, like, yeah, they, they, like, corner Gamera, and then they, like, freeze him, uh, and... And he, like, kind of, like, I don't know, they, like, defeat him, and they're all, like, cheering and stuff. And in a scene that, like, and this is well, this is where I really see Anno's interpretation and stuff. Because I think it is both simultaneously super fucking cool and also absolutely hysterical. The scene when, like, yeah. he starts retracting his limbs and then, like, starts spinning around and flies away and stuff. Because the reactions yeah. <laughs> of everybody is, like... I, I I just I yeah. what and so and and they have to just completely scrap everything and start over and I love it I I thought that was that was absolutely yeah. brilliant uh and that scene is yeah, like that, that's a perfect. really good twist yeah you know like because it feels like oh huh they've figured out a pretty good way to take him out and yeah. then you know again if you don't know that much about Gamera the idea of like oh it's a turtle you know there's no way that this thing can like get back up. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little irresponsible of them to be like, yeah, we'll just wait here for a couple of days until it dies of starvation. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it like it's like a big, oh, shit, yeah. moment dramatically as well as being like like a funny, like, oh, well, of course, you know, that wasn't, we're right. only 40 minutes into the movie. Uh, uh, so And weirdly enough, almost more than like the original Godzilla or many other Showa Godzillas at all. This feels like the origin point of the thing in Shin Godzilla that it, like it's kind of like based around the like mm. the like aspect of every plot beat is basically uh, uh, signaled by like oh fuck the monster did another thing we didn't expect it to do and so, and, it's, yep. <laughs> and that's like that's a Gamera thing more uh, uh, I guess more than more than like yeah, a, yeah. Not, than a purely Godzilla thing. Uh, which is pretty dope. It, it's cool that like the things are influ- influencing ch- each other back and forth. We talked about that in the last episode mm-hmm. of Terror, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, so so I, I would say the, the the next big highlight uh, uh, is uh, just straight up like uh, um, the huge 
unrelenting fucking destruction. Which takes place only a few minutes, like, after we get some scenes of, like, oh, man, Toshio's bummed about some rocks and stuff. And it's, like, it kind of feels like the kid yeah, movie yeah. again. And then it just, like, cuts yeah. back. And it's, like, basically doing an impression of, like, the really extensive carnage in the middle of uh, Godzilla, the original, mm. and stuff. And, like, it's horrifying. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And... Uh, it's such an extreme tonal shift, and it and, and it so just doesn't feel like what Gamera like like was being established as. So it's kind yeah, it's kind of wants to be yeah it's it's kind of something I don't like about the movie, but I I, yeah. I, 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 I but I feel like I'm I'm establishing it here because this is where I started to to form a germ of an idea of where I thought this movie was going. And I was like, if they do this, this that would be super fucking cool. And they didn't. They absolutely did not. Even a little bit. And uh, uh, now that I know about all their, their production woes, it makes all the sense in the world why they didn't. But uh, nevertheless, in the final movie, it feels like a fucking weird tonal shift. Uh, because what I thought uh -huh. what I thought what they were going to do is that... Uh, because Gamera kept like showing up at kind of almost like random points. And they would keep citing him at different locations and stuff. Uh, and for Gamera to have this much of a personality change, I was like, okay, there's two Gameras. This is, yeah. like, the bad one. And he's, like, destroying shit and stuff, and then there's going to be the Gamera, that, a friend of all children. And they're going to establish both, like, Gamera, a big, scary monster, and Gamera, the, 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 the hero, like, at the same time. And I was like, that's that would be really fucking clever and kind of like one of the coolest twists in like any of these like sixties yeah. movies. Uh, so it didn't happen. I really thought it was about to happen in like the final sequence with when the volcano started going off. I was like, oh fuck! And then it <laughs> and, then, and then it just totally didn't happen. I was like, well, fuck me! And so like, like, this movie's yeah. dumber than I thought it was. <laughs> but yeah. but I still like it. I still like it. Um, mm. Uh, but do you have any other highlights and stuff? Because I almost feel like kind of getting into the ending and stuff and talking about that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of talk about all the highlights. I do like the scene with the, uh, you know, the the when it, they cut back to Toshio and like the kid like threw away the rocks. Yeah, and, I like that one too. You know, everything like that. Like I think that's a good scene because there's, I don't know, there's just something uh, really like bitter and sad about the fact that like. You know, this kid, what, his house got, like, wrecked in some way right. because of this? Because it was, like, a, a lighthouse kind of area and yeah. then, like, had to move somewhere else. And then it's, like, kind of, like, rubbing up against these kids in the neighborhood that don't really like him because he's weird. Yeah. Uh, and they're, like, treating him poorly. And it's just, I don't know, it just keeps digging in. It makes sense that this kid is, like, looking for anything at all to latch on to. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, like you know kind of alleviate his suffering so even like this frightening monster you know he put all of his faith into it and then it continues to just be not even like a you know a malicious beast but just like an animal on a rampage uh, right and he's just like worried about it and there's like this real sense of uh sadness there uh because it's like oh this kid put all of his faith into gamera because it protected him that one time, and you know yeah. he loved this turtle, and he sees him as this turtle, 
but it just keeps like going deeper and deeper into like darkness and he knows that it needs to be stopped but he doesn't want it to die uh right. so that's why i think that like the ending uh actually is like a pretty smart move not just from a like screenwriting standpoint but from like a a franchise building yeah. standpoint yeah. uh and like a, a character arc concluding kind of standpoint so right yeah 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 i i really like that uh uh, uh i really like that read on it and stuff like especially because uh uh i don't know i guess i hadn't really been thinking uh too hard about toshio and stuff even though i liked him so much and everything i was just kind of thinking about like uh-huh. man that like because I, I, I was just kind of stuck on like how big of a tonal shift that destruction scene was there oh it definitely is i I mean it is and stuff but 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 it kind of does just kind of fit in with a kind of uh darker kind of look at things where it's like well no this 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 turtle like this turtle he really liked is either probably dead or it's just gone very far away and so and and yeah he's just he is just projecting super hard on this on this on this big horrible monster turtle that just so happened to save him once uh mm. it's a very like kind of almost nihilistic way to look at it uh but yeah uh, uh, <laughs> yeah that that's what i was thinking yeah. like that's what it it feels like and then it makes total sense that like a bunch of kids latched onto that right. and then they're like oh well fuck the dark monster movie shit we're just going to do you know right we're just gonna sell out and do the kids movie stuff <laughs> which is totally totally fine yeah. not saying anything Super wrong valid. with them yeah. selling out, you know, uh, uh, but, uh, they kind of, I mean, they kind of did that, like, Subaraya did that. They did, like, a, a dark sci-fi, you know, episodic show with Ultra Q, and then they're like, ah, anyway, we're making a Superman thing. Here you <laughs> go. Uh, <laughs> Superman and Godzilla yeah, together right, at last. Yeah, Um, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, uh, I think the ending is a really good, like, kind of way to come around on that and stuff i think there there's a really interesting uh kind of almost out of place aspect to the ending sequence where they're trying to like it reminds me a lot of uh godzilla raids again where they kept trying to lure him with uh-huh. the lights uh and mm-hmm. and they're doing this with with the fire because gamera is just, just he's just a hungry hungry hippo and he just loves eating that yep. fucking fire uh and uh uh i Love the like. I don't know. There's like a weird. There's like a weird sort of like pseudo religious tinge to the very ending of like there. The, like there being like three separate divine interventions that happen, uh, in, uh. in the favor of Gamera, where like uh, and, and and like of this kid. So it almost like, so the movie almost turns back around and like supports the kid's like view of Gamera, uh you know which is like kind of in contradiction to like the rest of the movie which i think is cool mm. because like yeah like like they try to they try to like they have the fire going and stuff he's getting closer and closer and the wind blows it out and then after that they like set another fire and stuff to try to lure him again and, he, and it starts working and then a, and then it starts raining and then after that the final thing happens which is an inverse uh where it actually like does work out in their favor with the volcano exploding and uh and i guess that's also like a big comedic bit too where where like because i did think it was pretty funny like like once we got to the second and the third fucking divine interventions like god damn like yeah <laughs> god's fucking dangling a carrot over their fucking heads but uh uh 
you know, so so that kind of stops Gamera, and then they then they have this really prolonged wait to reveal what they're actually going to do with Gamera with Plan Z. Yeah. So they kind of keep you in anticipation, just like, well, what are they? What's their what's their big plan? And he's just kind of hanging out, and they and they like get up to the tower. He's hanging out. He's just kind of walking around. They lure him back in again with 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 some fire, and then uh, then they just fucking put him in a dome, and then shoot him <laughs> off with a rocket. <laughs> the uh, there's something like weirdly realistic about the scene where Gamera just like gets like consumed by the dome. Yeah, where he's just like <laughs> he just like cries. Out. It's like it's like putting a cup over a bug, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Or like what or like when your cat is going somewhere and you pick it up and it like meows at you cuz it didn't want you right. to pick you, you know, to pick it up like it's just like, "Oh, come on, man. What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, it's just like, "Oh, man, I thought you I thought you and guys were like, going to feed me some fire." And then there's just something really funny. Uh, yeah, I know it's supposed to be like a a sweet kind of like hopeful ending of like yeah. oh, we're sending him to Mars so that he can you know, he can live there and not torment our planet. Right. Ignoring that Mars is like a frozen hellscape and, you know, a very bad place for anybody to go, Elon <laughs> Musk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the fact, like, I, you know, just imagining this animal being shot into fucking space, like, <laughs> not knowing what the hell. It reminds me of fucking Daigoro, the end of that, where they... <laughs> <laughs> they fire Goliath into space, and they're like, ah, we didn't have to kill it. And it's, like, screaming <laughs> as being shot into the fucking atmosphere. Uh, oh, yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, uh, pretty, you know, a, a shoddy movie, but sets a pretty good groundwork for, like, the whole franchise, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, weird tonally, uh, very inconsistent, kind of goes nowhere a lot of the times, but, like... If this was like a really condensed like forty minute movie or something like that, uh, you know, in some fantasy world where that could have happened, yeah, like it would have been really good. You know, it would have been like a really good proof proof of concept for like a, a monster movie franchise. I'm really interested to see the second movie, yeah, uh, Baru versus Barugan, just because of the idea of like, you know, them taking the success of the movie for granted so much <laughs> by like kicking off the director and then like all right we got a franchise going let's make our next movie yeah, chomping on cigars. i want to see how it yeah i want to see how it succeeds because you know uh i don't know and i'm just interested to see how the the series evolves from here yeah uh um, last thing i'll mention uh uh this is just a funny anecdote because I was watching with my siblings. My sister, uh, ever since mm -hmm. Hedera, she's been watching with me while we while I yeah. watch these for these good movie for these uh, podcasts. And uh, uh, she just kind of like plops down and just like whatever movie I, I, I'm I'm starting to watch. She's like, "All right, let's go." And uh, uh, I, I I didn't really get a chance to explain what Gamera was. She had no idea what it was, but the whole movie apparently she was. Like she was like expecting for Godzilla to show up, and then yeah. and then like <laughs> seventy minutes into the movie, the volcano's erupting. I'm like, oh, it's a second, it's a second camera, and so and then she's like, oh, it's Godzilla. He's about to come out and kick some ass. <laughs> 
And she was like, what the hell? Whatever it is. She's like, we're Godzilla. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this wasn't, yeah. this is my completely different company. And she's like, oh, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good uh good anecdote good yeah thing. uh but yeah I, I guess we should get into get into the old promo right uh yeah i guess yeah it's clo- i mean you know yeah we already kind of said our closing thoughts so yeah let's just get you know that the, the original gamera uh thumbs up watch it if you're like interested for sure it's yeah. on amazon video it's good uh, yeah. So you know, uh, give Jeff Bezos some of your money, oh, no. and bam, you can. Uh, <laughs> or you can give it. Or you can check out this movie. Or you can give Arrow like fifty bucks. Uh, and <laughs> uh, yeah, remember, thankfully they did yeah. release. They did re-release the package. Yeah. So it is, I believe, like all of the uh, show movies, and then like the four Heisei movies. Yeah. Uh, so. That's a lot cheaper than it was because, like, I really wanted that camera package, but it was just like at a time where I didn't have the money. Yeah, and it was like two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very expensive. Big boy plus. So unfortunately, could not get it. Uh, but you know, uh, it's fucking uh, previous guest of the show. I remember him, uh, Toby Jones, said that he managed to snag a copy so very jealous of that but (laughs) you know hey we'll we'll probably have him on again in a later uh gamma movie maybe one of the heisei trilogy movies yeah we'll get to pick his brain about that either way uh nikki tell us about the fucking patreon and tell us about all of the beautiful rewards they can find there and then tell them about your twitter accounts yeah so, uh, uh, and then you're going to tell them about your Twitter account and, and oh my God. your YouTube channel. Um, Ooh. so yeah, you can, you can give us some fucking money on patreon.com slash explode when defeated. Uh, for a dollar, you will get a special off topic podcast. We do every two weeks called shit shooters where we just shoot the shit. We talk about whatever, uh, where we've been getting into like movies or books or whatever because we're we're just some media consuming motherfuckers and we just we're just going crazy uh so if you want to you ever if you ever want to hear our like developed big brain takes on uh metroid or no more heroes or whatever the hell and stuff then you know you just hop right on over there uh we've also got yep uh uh uh, uh also for for any of the tiers but starting at the one dollar tier you can get episodes of this very show, Discuss All Monsters and Demolition Die, uh, uh, one day early. Uh, so uh, without any of the ads either. So, you know, if, if you want just the pure experience and before anyone else, uh, just hop right on over there on the Patreon. Uh, for $5, you get access to a very special miniseries that we've been doing. Uh, we have been doing one on uh, Planet of the Apes called Podcast of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, it's our magnum opus, and uh, <laughs> we're never going to make anything better than it ever in our lives. Uh, and uh, it's great. Uh, uh, and uh, also, we had a uh, show for a while there uh, called Let's Go Ridercast, where we watched every episode of the uh, original 1971 Common Rider series. Uh, and I thought it was a, a, a real good journey. We made a yeah, we had, we had a lot of stuff. We had a lot of stuff series. we talked about, and uh, not so many miniseries. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we might have a third one that started up in the time since then. Mm. Probably on something stupid like Austin Powers or whatever. 
Uh, and yeah, you can maybe <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at anti underscore laser, uh, and that is probably where I'm going to be retweeting some stuff or dispensing with uh, some pretty like goofy like hot takes or uh, I mean probably not hopefully not getting into any discourse or anything like that but uh you yeah. know <laughs> but but you know I'm, I'm posting I'm, I'm posting you can find me there on Twitter uh, and yeah that'll do it for me oh wait I've got another podcast called pod spirit that I do when I talk about music I also do music on the label pop spirit uh and uh yeah so check out those things if you want uh Wyatt you go all right well you can find me at twitter.com slash was ranger w a z p ranger uh and there you know i'm usually just retweeting shit just stream of conscious stuff not really anything like super important but you know sometimes i'll shout out opinions on games i'm playing or shows that i've watched for sure uh, mostly about, like, Dragon Ball or whatever. Maybe at the time that this is out, you know, something related to, to Metroid or SMT5. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, on my YouTube channel, that's uh, It's Only Magic, YouTube.com. I do videos on cartoons, ones that you may have watched or maybe you haven't watched and should watch. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of, like, personal... Uh, deep dives like what these things mean to me in specific ways uh sometimes uh, very occasionally i do reviews uh but for the most part it is like you know what did this show from 2005 mean to me you know so i'm not really like on the cutting edge of cartoon analysis here uh but if you want to check out that kind of stuff, uh, definitely, like, the Camp Lazlo video, that one's super fucking good. I just rewatched it recently. Uh, really proud of that one still. Uh, as well as, like, the Gurren Lagann video. That, I put a lot of work into that one last year. Yeah. A similar amount of work, we'll say. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I probably had a bunch, you know, probably have some more stuff uploaded at this point. So check out whatever's new and popping on that channel. Maybe I did a fucking... Who knows? Maybe I did a an opening uh, of a Funko Pop. Maybe <laughs> I did... Shut up. You know? <laughs> who knows? Who knows what's going on? Maybe I opened some packs of Pokemon cards. Oh, you don't know. Yeah, they make the big bucks. I won't need Minecraft, Patreon if I got uh, me a Charizard. Uh, no, not at all. All right. <laughs> so that will do it for our first episode of Demolition Die. Went over pretty well, I think. Yeah. Uh, so next time, join us for the second movie in the illustrious Gamera franchise as we tackle Gamera versus Barugan, not Baragon from Godzilla. <laughs> Barugan, different monster. All right. Take care. giant rat that makes all of the rules. Let's see what kind of trouble we can get ourselves into.